Praise the Lord and thank you for joining us for part two of the message Overcoming Fear by Kerber Stephen. Let's join in as we learn how to be victorious in the Christian life and not let fear deter us from doing the great things that God wants us to accomplish for His kingdom. Let's listen. But God just wants an obedient, willing heart that will say, Lord, I will go. Even if I'm not qualified, even if I'm not able to, even if I don't have the strength for that, He gives us the strength, He gives us the qualification, He gives us the grace, He gives us everything we need. All the Lord needs is a willing person who will be bold for the Lord, who will not fear, because fear and faith cannot go together. So we have to keep that in our mind and to say, Lord, I will go. I will not see man. I will not fear man. But I will look at you. I will look to you. My dependency will be on you. And I know who you are. And I will obey you. When you tell me to go fight the enemy, I will fight. And the Lord will give that which is due for us. What the Lord has for us. The exaltation God has for us. God will give it to us. It will not go to anybody else. If we forfeit it, then it can go to somebody else. So we have to be watchful to say, Lord, I do not want to give in to fear. I, want, I do not want to forfeit the glory that you have for me. I want to fight the battle that you have for me. We're all in a spiritual battle. We all have battles every day. But we have to make a choice. Am I going to fear man or am I going to fear the Lord? Am I going to fear my circumstance or am I going to fear the Lord? Am I going to really look at uh, Sisera? Am I going to look at the army of Canaan? Or am I going to look at the Lord? Am I going to look at the Midianites? Am I going to fear the Midianites? Or am I going to trust in the Lord? So whoever shall trust in the Lord, they shall be safe. They shall be exalted. So we have to like, be very watchful to not allow that spirit of fear to come into our life. Because the spirit of fear is not an ordinary thing. It can actually completely make a person not to be able to do anything for the Lord. One is, it can disqualify the people from fighting the war. Secondly, we can forfeit it. We can say, okay, I want to try not to fear, but we don't totally depend on the Lord. We completely depend on somebody else and we follow, but God sees our heart that we are not. What happens is the glory goes to the person who is actually trusting the Lord. So we have to be very careful um, when the Lord gives us a call to follow through with that, with faith and not with fear. And the last... Um, person that we are going to see, we are going to spend a little more time on that, is the Bible character we all know and we love, that is David. And um, it is in 1 Samuel chapter 17. We'll read from verse 1. Now the Philistines gathered their armies together to battle, and were gathered at Soko, which belongs to Judah. They encamped between Soko and Azekah, in Ephes, Damon. And Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together. And they encamped in the valley of Elah and drew up in battle array against the Philistines. The Philistines stood on a mountain on one side, and Israel stood on a mountain on the other side, with the valley between them. And a champion went out from the camp of the Philistines named Goliath from Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. He had a bronze helmet on his head, and he was armed with a coat of mail, and the weight of the coat was five thousand shekels of bronze. And he had bronze armor on his legs and a bronze javelin between his shoulders. Now the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam, and his iron spearhead weighed six hundred shekels, and a shield-bearer went before him. Then he stood and cried out to the armies of Israel and said to them, Why have you come out to line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine and you the servants of Saul? 
Choose a man for yourselves and let him come down to me. If he is able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall be our servants in service. And the Philistine said, I defy the armies of Israel to stay. Give me a man that we may fight together. When Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Now David was the son of that Ephrathite of Bethlehem, Judah, whose name was Jesse and who had eight sons. And the man was old and advanced in years, in the days of Saul. The three eldest sons of Jesse had gone to follow Saul to the battle. The names of his three sons who went to the battle were Eliab the firstborn, next to him Abinadab, and the third Shammah. David was the youngest, and the three oldest followed Saul. But David occasionally went and returned from Saul to feed his father's sheep at Bethlehem. And the Philistine drew near and presented himself forty days, morning and evening. When you look at the description of the enemy, he's really an enemy. He's not a small person. Uh, we can say that, oh, this is not an enemy at all. We cannot, like, psychologically, like, try to manipulate ourselves. Oh, there is no enemy. You know, that, that you know, that maybe looks big, but it is not big. There's nothing like that. That enemy was really big. He was really huge. He had, like, all the armor. And he had a big voice. And he was shouting. And it says, like, 40 days, he was shouting. And what is he doing is he's defying the armies of the living God. And what is happening to all the people is when you read verse 11 um, in this chapter 17, it says, When Saul and all the Israel, and all Israel heard those words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. That means the whole land of Israel were afraid. It says all Israel were afraid. And including the king of Israel. The king who is supposed to be the brave person who is supposed to lead the war, he is afraid. So what happens? For 40 days, everybody is afraid. The Lord is showing what happens. That's what we were reading. Um, all these verses to show who is actually coming. The youngest son of Jesse. The youngest son of Jesse, he actually walks into the camp. When the whole country was filled with fear. What is happening here is, Satan is using a human who looks big, who has a big voice, who has big armor and armor bearer, all those people, and he threatened them with that. In the moment, the children of Israel gave themselves over to the spirit of fear. Now they all, the whole country is like with fear, filled with fear. But now we see this little boy, the youngest son of Jesse, he's walking in, and he heard that too. That's what we see in that chapter. He heard the same thing. He saw the same man. Everything was the same. But we're going to see how he responded to the same threat. The threat was very real. The person was very real. Everything was very real. But we see Saul, who is the king of Israel, how he is forfeiting the glory that should have came to him. He was filled with fear. So what happened? Fear prevented him from getting victory over the life. He was filled with fear and he was staying where he was and he never came. And he didn't have that zeal of the Lord saying that he's defying God's nation, army. And, and this man is, every day he's defying and he's standing and he's listening. He's in his tent. He doesn't want to come out because he's scared. Because he's fearing for his own life. If we look at all these three groups of people that we saw, fear comes because immediately they think about their own lives. What's going to happen to me? That is number one. So, it again goes back to what we were seeing in the previous week, denying ourselves, 
taking up a cross and following him. When we deny ourselves, take up a cross and follow Jesus, we always have victory. Because he is the one who is leading the war. So there is no failure, there is no defeat. But when we think, like, what is going to happen to me? What is going to happen if I go into the battle? I can get killed. That is unbelief. That is saying that the, my captain who is walking before, he's a failure. So if I follow him, I'm going to fail. That is an insult to the Lord. Insult to the living God, who is much greater than Goliath, much greater than the Moabite, much greater than Sisera and his army. And we have to keep that in our mind. Anytime we see any problem, we face. We have to compare that with the Lord. Who is going, who are we following? We are taking up our own cross. Are we following the living God who made the heaven and earth, who is able to deliver us, who is able to give us a victory, who is able to give us, he has said that my glory I will give to you. Jesus, that's what Jesus said. The glory that the Father gave him, he wants to give to us. But we have to follow him. When we follow him, that glory comes on us. What Satan wants to do is he wants to rob us of that glory. He wants to rob us of the crown that God has for us. He wants to rob us of the, the victory that God has for us. So what he does is he brings fear. Satan brings fear into the heart of the people so that they don't move forward. So fear actually stops people from moving forward. So they are just in their room. They don't want to go out. They're saying, okay, I'm afraid. I'm very afraid to face this giant. That says that my God is smaller than the giant. That automatically says that. That's what we are saying by our actions. We can say by our word, Lord, I believe you can do everything. But when the real circumstance comes, when we back off, that's what we say. That I'm afraid of the enemy. The enemy is bigger than God. So we're going to see how David overcomes his fear. And we also want to see before that from 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7 and 1 John chapter 4 verse 18. Do we have anything at all to do with fear? Have, can we have faith and fear exist together? 2 Timothy verse 1 verse 7 says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. So God's word so very clearly tells us even in the New Testament that fear, the spirit of fear, is not from the Lord. If it is not from the Lord, then it's from Satan. We cannot say, like, I have my own spirit of fear. No. It's either from the Lord or from Satan. So, wherever we go, we have to realize, if he has not given us a spirit of fear, then we have no room for that spirit to be in our lives. We have only room for power, love, and sound mind. So we need to know, if we have the Holy Spirit living within us, we have no room for the spirit of fear. If we open the door for that, then that will dominate our life. So read in 1 John 4.18, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. So this is a very powerful verse. It says, If we love, then we won't have fear. When we love the Lord, if we really love the Lord with all our heart, soul, mind and strength, then we will not have fear. Because perfect love casts out fear. When we love the Lord with a perfect heart, we will not have fear. What happens is that will cast away the fear. Anytime fear comes and knocks on our door, our love for the Lord will cast away the fear. That's what we see in David's life. David loved the Lord so much. When, we, when he heard the voice of the Philistine, Goliath, his love for the Lord cast away his fear. And he wanted to go against Goliath, and he wanted to defeat Goliath, because he 
had his love set on the Lord, and the Lord loved him. And it says, he that feareth is not made perfect in love. That means that flow of love that needs to be between us and the Lord is not perfect. That's why fear comes in. But if we have that perfect love, what happens is there is no room for fear. First Samuel chapter 17, for 40 days Goliath is defying the Lord. And then we see David. He's saying, how can he defy the Lord? How can this man defy the Lord? And he's going, and he's talking to people trying to find out how he can get to this person, how he can go fight Goliath. But you know what? Every time he went to somebody, everybody said negative things. So Satan, he can either bring a huge person in front of us to make us afraid, or he can speak through people. Oh, you can't succeed. You can, that's what they told David. When David went and said, I can fight this person, immediately what came to him was, you can't do it. Even when he went to Saul, Saul said, son, you can't do it. He's so big and you're so little. By that he is telling him, you're not fit for this. Go back home. So we have to remind ourselves, we can say, okay, I'm not going to give in, I'm not afraid of this. But Satan uses people. He always uses people. If we don't, um, if you're not afraid, on the first level, he uses somebody else on the second level. And they will come and say, oh, so you're going to go? Are you really going to go? Did you look at the consequence? What's going to happen? Did you look at his size? Did you look at your size? And then the next thing what they're trying to do is, okay, at least wear all these things, you know, and go. But the Lord is showing that the victory comes from him because he is leading the battle, not the one. Imagine the help is coming from the one who is afraid. Saul is very scared about Goliath. And he's trying to give his armor and everything to David. What is that going to do to David? The Lord is so good. God was with David. And we see that David overcame Goliath because of his love for the Lord. Perfect love casts out fear. Write to us at contact at lbethelinternationalministries.org or write us El Bethel International Ministries, P.O. Box 966, Goshen, New York, 10924. God bless you.